RVN. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. As we broadcast from the final day of the Wisconsin Farm Technology Days taking place in Loyal, Wisconsin, which um, right now as I'm speaking to you from the middle of an alfalfa field, it's been a great three days of shows and we've enjoyed our time here. No surprise though, everybody you talk to has been talking about what has been happening in the market trade. What's going to go on with this corn and soybean market? Of course, a WASDE report of earlier this week and how are exports doing but most importantly they've been talking weather as we look at what's been happening in today's trade we bring in jeff peterson jeff is with heartland farm partners and jeff before we uh jump into the questions i want to give the listeners a little warning we are only a few miles away from what they call love field and the air force has got their jets out and they've been doing some uh training patterns so if you hear a flyby that's probably what is going on um let's start off, talk about what's been happening in this corn and soybean market what are you seeing as the action in this trade that's gotten some attention yeah it's been a very volatile trade you know we've been talking about this volatility for quite some time but if you were to kind of sum it up and susan take that thirty thousand foot view you know we've got this strong headwind that we're going into right now and that and that's really a, a kind of a declining energy market um, we've got inflation that you know came out the last the cpi number was at 9.1 percent that that came out you know and that that's the highest we've been in you know over 40 years you have to go back to 1981 and and when you look at that that all has turns a lot of what probably would be buyers in the market to step in under normal conditions just kind of puts them on the sidelines and then the other thing we've had happening and this goes back clear back to the middle of april is that overall the funds have been getting out of some of their positions that's those trend following funds and then on top of that there's a category that we don't talk about a lot but it's those index funds and they buy into commodities and they're using that as a hedge against inflation as generally is how they're using that they usually are long only or they buy only but we've actually had some of them getting out in here because i think they're concerned that even though our inflation probably hasn't peaked out yet we're getting to a period of time in here where we could see you know maybe some demand pullback happening so then you couple that with some concerns you know you hear some of the talk of the COVID concerns you've seen what's happened um, going on out there in in china and uh, the concern is is that do they see some more type of lockdowns happen there or do they get through this and you bring that all together and then you pile in uh, weather you pile in these warm conditions these dry conditions but yet there's some sprinklings of rain that pop up here and there kind of on those ridge runners that are coming around the ridges and it just makes for some very volatile trade susan volatile trade is not what we want to deal with right now in agriculture no i i would agree with you it, it really puts a lot of emotion especially for a lot of the listeners i'd say the challenging part we run here in nebraska you know the showers that i mentioned on those ridge runners unfortunately those aren't really set up at all for nebraska you know we're going to have some very hot conditions we're going to have some very dry conditions across nebraska you know unfortunately it's probably not going to be enough what's happening here in nebraska to carry us if some of our you know the the i states pick up some moisture but we know longer term it'll be very positive for basis because we know yields in Nebraska will get hurt. We're going to talk more about the the weather and what we're going to see coming up. But we had a WASDE report that came out earlier this week and some called it uneventful. Kind of what was your thoughts? Well, it really was. When you looked at the numbers, there really wasn't much for just changes that was just pretty well advertised. But a few things I want to dig into. Um, overall, if you look across the world, you look at wheat to start with because we know that 
can spill over back over into corn. I, I think they need to bring down the European wheat production number more as we go down the road. They've had some really hot, dry conditions. In addition, I think there's also room for India production number to come down more yet. And, and as a result, it could turn them from being an exporter of wheat back to an importer uh, wheat, or at least maybe not uh, exporting very much. Um, as we take a look at really the U.S. numbers, I don't think there's really any surprises at all over on the corn side. Um, outside of one that we, we well, out, out on the corn side, actually, probably no real changes. What I meant to say is on the bean side, though, I think there's a couple adjustments that were maybe a little bit premature. The crush number for the 2022 crop, and that'd be the one that the guys planted earlier this spring, you know, they took that from 2.255 billion bushels down to 2.45, so dropped at 10 million. I think that's a little premature because we've seen some numbers come out this week that actually would suggest that the renewable diesel numbers are coming up. And as a matter of fact, there's been about 900 million gallons of capacity added compared to a year ago at this time. So I, I don't I don't think we're going to see that crush number come down. They also did make an adjustment lower on the export side. I'm a little suspect of that, too. I think overall world exports on the soybean side are going to be up. So I, I think we'll see that soybean demand number increase as we go down the road there there was an additional adjustment out of ukraine nothing on the 2022 crop but back on the 2021 crop they did increase the amount of corn uh, they took it i think from 23 million metric tons to 24 million metric tons so that would increase at about 40 million metric tons as we dig into their shipment pace that they've got right now susan i don't think that's supported by what they're able to get shipped out but but we'll but that's a pretty minor adjustment in the whole big scheme of things, Susan. As we look at the export uh, market side of it from corn, what are your thoughts? And are we holding up okay? Yeah, we we have been, and and there's multiple stages to this. But the first one, the number today was pretty disappointing. Had export sale numbers out this morning. That came in at about forty four thousand metric tons, um, and we actually need about one hundred eighty one thousand metric tons on a weekly basis. So that that small number there was a little disappointing. But one thing that we look at overall, um, USDA thinks that we're gonna be down about 11% as we look at all sources between what's been exported and also what's been out there on the outstanding sales. We show us down about 10.5%, Susan. All right, well, stick around, folks. We do have a lot more coming up as we continue with the second half of the Fontenelle Final Bell. We're going to take a look at the ethanol production, also soybean export demand. How is that looking? And what everybody's water cooler talk has been, that's the weather. More is coming up as we continue the second half just around the corner. It's a Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. Let's check in with new Fontenelle Hybrids dealer Preston Smith in northeastern Phelps County. So what's been the most rewarding aspect for you so far? Being able to help your neighbors and fellow producers is the most rewarding aspect of being a dealer. There's nothing more fulfilling than seeing uh, someone have success on their farm and know that you played a small part in helping them achieve that. For more on our products or how you can become a Fontenelle Hybrids dealer, just go to Fontenelle.com. VM. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. We're continuing our conversation this afternoon with Jeff Peterson. Jeff is with Heartland Farm Partners, and we are out at the Farm Technology Days taking place in Clark County, Wisconsin. And and no surprise, ethanol is a big discussion here as well. How are we looking, uh, Jeff, when it comes to ethanol production at this point? 
you know, we've been watching those numbers really close because I know we've had some pullback, you know, on the crude oil side. And we've also had some pullback on the gasoline side, at least on the board anyway. And as a result, you know, margins are getting uh, fairly tight again, it seems like, and for what we're hearing from the ethanol side. Now, this during this last week, or actually on Wednesday, we got an update out of the Energy Information Administration. And what it looked like is that the ethanol production was down about 3.5% compared to a year ago, which actually for me was a little bit surprising. Um, but I guess when I think about the margins, maybe I shouldn't have been surprised for it. But when we look at the year-to-date number, now the year-to-date, we go back to September 1st, um, actually up about 6.8% compared to a year ago. And Susan, that's exactly where USBA in the July report for the WASDA report had the corn that was going to be used for ethanol. One thing that got a little bit of talk uh, out of the trade, though, is, you know, we came in just a little bit over a million barrels, about a million five thousand barrels per day. And, you know, we need about a million fifty thousand. So the trend here has been trending down. The concern is, is that that may happen. And maybe with that big inverse we've got on the cash market, meaning that, you know, we've got higher prices right now compared to where we run into um, for harvest, that there may be some plants that will take a little bit of downtime just to try to get into the new crop side. Now, I think we're a little bit early to have that talk yet. But one other thing that we're watching over on ethanol is just what the ethanol stocks are doing. And even though we are pulling back the ethanol production slightly, we are seeing a little bit of build in the ethanol stocks. As a matter of fact, we're up uh, about 11.7% compared to a year ago. So that's telling us, you know, these probably not quite as many miles driven out there, so we don't have quite as much fuel to blend into. And so, uh, you know, so far we're holding up okay on ethanol. But uh, if this current pace that we're on would continue down, we, we might have to actually reduce the demand just slightly in future reports, Susan. Well, we talked a little bit about exports of of, soy, of corn, but looking at it from a soybean perspective, what are you thinking? Well, you know, soybeans, um, actually, I thought soybeans were going to perform probably better than they had. Um, I think what kind of shook the market up a little bit this morning when we got the weekly export sales that came in, they showed a negative 363,000 metric tons. And, and ultimately, as a result of that, everybody had been thinking that we were probably on pace to be able to hit USDA's numbers. And, and I still think we are. To give you an idea, USDA believes that we're going to be down about 4%. Um, and that's what their numbers were in the July report on the exports comparing, you know, this year to last year. Right now, when we compare everything together, you know, we're down about 3.3%. So it actually looks like we're on pace, but boy, I just hope we don't see a lot of additional export, you know, cancellations out there. And, and really what it comes from just looks like from softening demand, you know, coming out of China, which is a little bit confusing to us because we're sitting there looking at that and saying, well, we're hearing that their hog numbers are up in regard to what their profitability is, but it just doesn't seem like we've got their demand back. Maybe what they're looking for is the thought that they can pick up some cheaper beans as they get into the U.S. harvest. But but overall, our, our thought is we still think we can hit USDA's number, but we're not as confident of, of that as we would have been a couple weeks ago. All right, we got to talk about what everybody's talking about, and that has been the weather. You alluded to it a little bit on the front half, but we've got some tough weeks ahead when it comes to this crop development. Yeah, you know, as we dig into the weather side, um, if you take a look at the big picture, you take a look at the 6 to 10, 8 to 14, you know, it, it looks really dry. Hot and dry out there in the western Corn Belt. 
The big question that comes into play, though, is where those storms are kind of coming to cost on those ridge runners. One of the things that has happened, we've lost a pool of cool water that had been sitting there just off of, say, like the Washington coast and, and up in even is part of the, you know, up towards Alaska and that pool. And what that would do is that would give us a ability to create a trough in there, which would kind of keep that ridge maybe pushed a little bit further to the east in the the Corn Belt, but it's allowing that ridge to kind of push back to the west. So depending on where that lines up, if it pushes back too far to the west, then that's where we catch some showers across eastern Iowa over into Illinois and Indiana. And overall, what I'd say, Susan, I'm a little surprised that the market hasn't been stronger based on the forecast we have. But I think what's keeping us from really getting that bounce is the fact that there's a few showers and enough showers falling through parts of the eastern Corn Belt that it's it's keeping kind of the, the buyers at bay. And when they look at Nebraska, they go, well, you know, Nebraska's irrigated. Well, not all of it's irrigated, and if we kind of see the temperatures that we do see, then I think what we end up have happening here is Nebraska yields get hurt, but no one's concerned about our national yields going down yet, Susan. Well, thanks so much. What is the best way for folks to get a hold of you, Jeff? Yeah, give me a call at 402-366-4694. Check us out on the web at heartlandfarmpartners.com or follow me on Twitter at jeffpeterson01. Thanks so much, Jeff Peterson, joining us today. Reminding folks, commodity futures and options involve a substantial risk of loss not suitable to all investors. That's the Fontenelle Final Bell brought to you by Fontenelle Hybrids and all your local dealers on the Rural Radio Network.